gonna do this all day. We're in the end game now. Welcome back to the Weekly Bugle Podcast. We're back and better than ever. I am one of your co-hosts, Tyler. And I am your other host, Jesse. And we have some bad news. Punisher has been canceled, along with Jessica Jones. Uh, but we're going to get into that. We're going to kind of break down 11 and 12. Not really break down. We're going to kind of skim it and then talk about, I guess, uh, where the episodes kind of, how it le- the series left off and, you know, what we thought about the series and uh, going forward and everything. Right, Jess? Yep, sounds good to me. Yes, we'll just be yeah doing a little bit different, uh, similar to if you heard our last episode. But yeah, I think a big portion of today's episode is going to be talking about the ending of The Punisher and where it goes from here. <clears throat> but yeah, if uh, you want to go ahead and start us off, Tyler, with um, uh, a note you had for episode 11. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, episode 11, uh, it's called Abyss. And uh, I think the first thing that I thought kind of jumped out was how Frank, uh, he was kind of like episode 10 ended with Frank being in a dark place because he thought he had killed those women. Uh, Final episode 11 that he didn't. It wasn't just accidental fire that Billy had killed them. I thought this was a very important scene just because it kind of set Frank back into, you know, being back as Frank. You know, he never, he not that he never misses, but he never kills innocents if he can avoid it. So when he realized he killed three innocent women kind of broke him and he was ready to die. But when he finds out, as soon as he finds out that he didn't kill him, he's like, uncuff me. Like I'm ready to go again. Kind of thing. I just thought that was a very important scene for the whole, uh, Frank and the Punisher psyche. I agree that it was important. And I remember on our last podcast episode, I was talking about how the ending of episode 10 was really interesting to me to see where they would take it just because it's a uh, very, yeah, when, when the Punisher is, you know, maybe necessarily the one that should be punished or is like hurt someone innocent, it, it really changes that mindset. So, yeah, I was really excited to see about that. Did you like uh, the way it went in episode 11 with them finding out that, you know, it wasn't his fault, Punisher's fault? Yeah, I did because it, it showed that Madani's on his side. Um, Karen, as we know, is still a great investigative journalist. She's not a journalist. She's a good investigator. And, um, it just shows that even though Madani and, you know, is like, but heads with Frank quite a bit, she still has his back at the end of the day. She still know, you know, wants what's best for Frank. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I bring it up just because I, it felt kind of rushed to me just the way that, you know, it was like this big cliffhanger for episode 10 and then we kind of go into it and it just felt kind of like, just kidding. You didn't kill anyone. Like, you're okay. It, it, I don't know. He was like ready to, you know, die because he thought he had killed someone. And then turns out it, it wasn't him. It just seemed very quick. I feel like maybe they could have saved that, like maybe explored that in like another season when there was a little bit more time to digest I understand it what you're maybe- saying. Just to like, in the defense of the thing, uh, the show, I feel like it had to be done quickly because Frank is sitting there locked up, ready to go to prison, and his whole like he's broken, he's ready to die because he thought he'd kill an innocent by mistake, you know. So I think it was we have to do this quickly, not only for Frank, but we have Billy out there, we have John chasing, you know, Amy, and I think it had to be done as quickly as possible just to get Frank back in the whole Punisher mindset. Oh, I absolutely agree with you there. My thought is more 
maybe don't even include it at all that you know that he may have killed someone because um it it because since it was so rushed you know i mean this took place over like maybe half an episode and it just kind of took all of that away to where it's almost kind of forgettable i feel like that would be a really cool aspect to explore and i think maybe if they had more time to really get into that mindset maybe punisher really did accidentally kill someone and maybe you know we all have to decide you know where do we stand with that or how does the punisher look at this or i I don't know it's i haven't read enough on the punisher in the comics i know it's been explored before so i don't know how exactly it's ended up but i don't know it, it would have been more interesting to me it just felt kind of rushed and i think it took a lot of the weight away and i guess that's just how i feel with it so i wish it was maybe done a little bit different or not at all but yeah i understand what you mean i mean we can agree disagree i think it's I thought it was an important part, especially how I think I loved how that part was done. So we can agree to disagree with that one. Fair enough. Um, I mean, just like we do with almost everything pretty, else. Pretty much everything. Yeah, it's just common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I did want to point out uh, before you jump to your next one. Uh, no, no, I was going to ask you what something you wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. So in that same scene, you know, where Frank's in the hospital, um, the cop that comes to, you know, basically kill Frank, uh, I think his name was O'Rourke. I believe that is an Easter egg to uh, Daredevil Season 2 when Punisher was killing the uh, the Irish. I believe O'Rourke said that Punisher killed like a cousin of his or something along those lines. So I think that's an Easter egg. Yeah, I heard that. Daredevil. So I just wanted to point that out. I thought that was kind of neat. That is that is a good good catch because I didn't catch that. And um, But yeah, I, I didn't have a whole lot of Episode 11 to talk like um. Most, did you have any other notes for, for this one? I felt like a lot. Um, oh, I guess only, Karen. We could talk about Karen a little uh, bit. I was hoping we'd skip past it. Yeah, we well, I was like, Karen. we should just acknowledge that, that she was there. <laughs> also, uh, while, we're, while we're being a little bit negative, I was kind of upset that they kept hinting at like, like oh, this attraction between you two, between like Frank and Karen. Yeah. And I was like, son of a bitch. But at least it well, never became anything. I hate that they mentioned it, like they hinted at it just because of the attraction between her and Matt, the way season three ended up Daredevil. So like Karen's a whore. Like, let's just say it. Karen's a whore. She gets around with Daredevil and uh, Frank. So she, uh, she kind of gets around with superheroes, anti-vigilantes. I mean, she hasn't really gotten with any of them yet though. She's kind of been flirting around. Yeah. Flirting around, you know, she, she, she's a whore. Let's just. I, I guess so. I think that's that's a little bit weighted. I'm not a big fan of Karen either, but I won't go and so far. But I'm glad that neither of them have worked out because Daredevil needs to be with Elektra and Punisher needs to be with nobody. And while we're on the, the whole topic of Karen, creepy Ed, <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. I need you to do me. She's like, I owe you a huge favor. And then like next thing you know, she's barefoot. I was like, man, they really messed up here. Did you think they had like messed up when she was walking around barefoot? I definitely thought it was odd. I was trying to figure it out. But yeah, I thought it was a really funny twist that he like wanted her shoes or, or something like that. It wasn't like a big plot development or anything, but I thought it was just fun. Like it was just a little funny and, moment. And then Mahoney's like, why are you barefoot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, I guess that I mean, that's all really that I want to talk about with Karen. But I mean, if you want to say something else, you know, feel free. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's about it. I'm glad Punisher, you know, didn't 
you know, decide to date her or anything. I, I thought overall it was still a fun episode. Like, it was funny watching Amy, like, come in dressed as a nurse. And, like, everybody's just coming into the Punisher's room. Like, all this just dumb shit is going on. So, Oh, yeah, that was funny. So, yeah, I, th- I thought overall it was it was a fun episode. And, it, yeah, it had Karen in it. But that, that's all right. I know some people really like Karen. And I guess it's a good middle ground. And then you have me. Well, and me, I'm I'm not really huge into Karen either. But we did get a little bit of a Easter egg towards, I guess, Daredevil again, just with her showing up and name dro- dropping Nelson and Matt Murdoch. Murdoch. So yeah. yeah, we kind of assume that she's working with them. I guess kind of is like their, I guess, did it investigative sound, reporter or whatever. Maybe did it sound like uh, um, Frank knew that Matt was Daredevil because he goes, "Does that Matt Murdoch know you're here?" Yeah. See, I was trying to figure that out. I couldn't remember. I don't think. It was ever revealed to Frank who Matt was. Oh, I guess Frank was on that rooftop with a sniper rifle, and Matt Matt had his mask off. So maybe it's not out of the realm of possibility that Frank would have seen his face. Are you sure that he had his mask off on season two? Right? Yeah, because yeah, I'm pretty sure because I think his mask gets like knocked off at some point, and it's when Matt is like in a rage because like of Nobu and Electra. So, and then I think, because Punisher shows up, like, at the very end and just, like, takes out two snipers. Or, sorry, yeah, two ninjas. Yeah. And then I know just kind of, like, see you around. So, <clears throat> I, I could believe that maybe Frank knows. I don't think Frank's going to reveal it. But, yeah, I don't know if it was explicitly stated. You just kind of assume. Yeah, I um I didn't know. I just, like, <clears throat> it's, it seemed like an assumption for the episode, so I didn't really know. Uh, are you ready to move into episode 12? Yeah. Collision yeah. course. Sounds good. Uh, collision course. Uh, the only, it, I mean, this was a very important episode. Uh, you know, the way it ends and just so many things about it. I, I wanted to talk about though, uh, one of the smaller scenes, the very beginning, Mahoney, Frank saving Mahoney. Um, I felt like this, like a callback to when Frank saved Madani. And uh, that's when Madonna kind of yeah, realized, I, not when she realized, but that was when, you know, it kind of like Frank's actually a good guy. Yeah, I think this was important, too, just for the main fact that, you know, Mahoney, it, it shows why Mahoney might support Frank. Maybe not support him, but, you know, not, you know, go crazy and chase after Give him. Give him a like pass here there. Yeah, so we can see how, it, I think it was a nice lead up to the way, you know, everything ends in episode 13. So I important wise, yeah, I would say Mahoney. Uh, this was a big part for him just to finally get him at least somewhat allied with Madani and Frank, and it almost kind of leads to more of a friendship between Mahoney and Madani, especially as he's kind of seeing another cop who's going through the same things as him. Yeah. So, so I could see that. I was glad. It's nice to have Mahoney ease up a little bit because. Because, man, he was going crazy at the beginning of this. You could tell he was just done with it and pissed off. But um, I mean, I I like Mahoney. So he's he's a, a good cop. So I feel like everything he does is in, you know, he he's doing what he, like, it's his job. Like, oh, he's yeah. never going above and beyond. He's always going above and beyond. He's never doing anything dirty or anything. Yeah, I love Mahoney, too. And so I think this was important because otherwise the question is how would, like you said, how would Mahoney ever like condone any of this and yeah i don't think he still does i think he's just starting to embrace this world that he lives in i mean he lives in the 
you know, in the Marvel universe, maybe without knowing it. And yeah, yeah. there's all these vigilantes <laughs> running around. So it's, you know, how do you embrace that? So I, I thought that was cool. I think it's showing him coming to terms with that. Um, I agree. Um, what's something you wanted to point out for 12? Um, I want to talk about Billy a little bit. I think this was kind okay. of a nice lead-in to episode 13. So Billy, to me, was a lot more sympathetic this time around. Um, maybe just in general. What do you mean? Just, um, you know, so he disbands Valhalla pretty much. And, you know, he gives them all passports. He says, we're not going to go after Frank. We're not going to do this whole revenge thing. It just seems like Billy's really embracing the idea of going on the run and kind of living a life with Dumont or, you know, maybe leaving this life behind. So it seems like I've kind of questioned whether or not they were really in love, whether they really cared about each other, if they were something else. So this was kind of cool for me to see just how serious he's taking it. And I love the scene, you know, when he goes to get her flowers and, and he said something blue. Yeah, something blue. And, you know, you can see him, Billy, smiling. You, you never really see the side of him. So, of course, you know, Billy's the bad guy and all of that. But it shows a little bit more of a sympathetic side, at least for me as the audience. I kind of feel for him a little bit. And it just makes, um, you know, when Dumont gets thrown out the window, it just makes it feel that much more painful. And you can really see why uh, it would affect Billy so much. Did you think she was going to survive? Dumont? I definitely thought she was dead. Yeah, when she got thrown out the window. <laughs> I was like, there was. I thought there was no way that she would die from that fall. Unless maybe she like landed on some glass and like impaled herself or something. But, um, I mean, she, we, we know she, she, she didn't die. But I thought it was a really fitting end for Dumont. Because the whole season we've been seeing her... Uh, kind of being scared to go yeah, out the window. Yeah, afraid of the window. And it was... Definitely a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah, definitely. So I thought it was a cool end because Dumont basically became a villain herself by the end of this. So it felt good to see her thrown out a window as bad as that sounds. But damn, Dumont was fighting pretty crazy against Madani. I thought for sure Madani was going to have that fight in the bag. Madani should have definitely had the upper hand, you know, with all the like Homeland training, FBI or whatever she does. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she shouldn't have had to go, you know, shouldn't have had to go, like, that far with a a psychiatrist. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I mean, inevitably, she ended up winning, so I was fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, and then immediately, yeah, Madani's getting put through the gauntlet, because immediately after Dumont gets flung out the window, now she's got Billy running upstairs. And so both of these fights were pretty intense. Uh, Madani had quite the, the, I guess the the fright, the fight or the shootout on her hands. She even puts three bullets in Billy. And I think technically that means that I think. Uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Madani technically killed Billy. I think is where we're going with this. So I think she got her closure as well. I don't. I think. I mean, he was dying, but Frank definitely came and ended it for him. At the end. Yeah, I think that's the point. I think because both of Billy is both of their fights. So I yeah. think that was the way that they found to do that. Because I had originally thought that it would be Madani would be the sole person to kill Billy. You did call it. Yeah. yeah I mean, half because Frank ended up killing him too. But if Frank hadn't shown up to 
kill Billy, he would have just died there. Yeah, he would have just died yeah. in the basement. So um, it makes sense that I'm, I am glad that Madani ends up getting that, that closure, and I'm sure we'll talk more about Billy's death in episode or when we when we start covering <clears throat> the ending a little bit more but um i guess all what uh notes did you have on episode 12 um then that's that's it really like i mean uh the other only thing i thought was important was the schultz kid david the senator he generally didn't know anything his parents were doing i thought that was i thought he would know something he just kind of play would be playing dumb but he generally didn't know anything, and I thought that was not shocking, but like I thought that was kind of a lesser important thing, if that makes sense. No, I wrote that down too. I thought it was good, just because David Schultz has been a small character, that's, but he's been like the main reason behind everything going on. So yeah. he has a big impact, but he's a relatively small character. We don't see much of him at all, and... I would be more interested to see... So, so, I don't know how you feel about this, Tyler, but I'm pretty optimistic about an eventual Season 3 somewhere else. So, I don't know if you want to or how you feel about it, but I might talk potential Season 3 and where things might go. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do that. After, like, 13, we can definitely get into, like, you where know... Okay, I just wanted to see if you were Where it goes, speculation, um, what we thought of this season. Okay. Because, yeah, I know um, the cancellation, like, killed your buzz pretty hard on this. Yeah, I was, and it's funny because when I, I texted you and I said, I don't even feel like watching the last three, last three because I hadn't even started watching them yet when it was canceled. And uh, I was like, man, do I, like, there's no point of watching this. Like, we should just, can't not cancel the podcast, but cancel <laughs> this episode and just jump to the next topic. Like, it's so, like, you know, we put so much work into, like, uh, these notes and trying to make sure, you know, we're fat checking ourselves and, and everything. And then, you know, like you're at that home stretch, that last bit, you know, you see the finish line and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, canceled. And it's like, it's gut wrenching. Yeah, it it does suck. I think they did the same thing to us with daredevil. I think they canceled it when we were right about to talk about the, the end season and we were talking about where season four would go. And yeah, that, well, the difference is like I had already watched that at la- the last like two episodes or last episode of however we were doing it. I forget how we were doing it. And this one I hadn't even watched the last three. So it was just ugh, like, ah, oh, man, like I don't even need to watch it now. Yeah, but I am more optimistic and we'll, we'll talk about that as well as we go. But um, yeah, the reason I, I brought that up was David Schultz had such a minor impact. I, I wonder if maybe he would be more impactful in a season three later on so that's the only reason i necessarily brought him up he just seemed like such a yeah he seemed like he had such a big impact he was he's a senator and they brought him into this world you know he knows the punisher and i don't know he just seems very powerful and underutilized maybe it, it would i think he'd be good for a season three but, uh, i don't know how they would use him but we'll get into that a little a little bit yeah yeah we can touch um, on that later um, let's jump to redo with 12. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll just jump right into the, the meat of it then and start talking yeah. the, the finale. Perfect. Um, episode 13, the finale, the series finale of Punisher. Wow. Series finale. Um, so like you had mentioned, Billy and Madani kind of got into it. Uh, at that first scene, I thought Madani died. 
I said, wow, I can't believe they killed Madani in the very first scene of the last episode. And then Billy rolls over and I'm like, did Billy just die too? And I, I literally said that out loud. And my girlfriend, because I watch all of them with her, she said, no, they're both still alive. Billy probably lost too much blood and passed out. And Madani, like, he, you know, he strangled her to her pass out. He didn't strangle her long enough to die. And I, I didn't say anything, but come to find out she was still alive. Thank God, because I like Madani. Yeah, but, yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. She was definitely you, very right. You, I'm glad you were watching the show with her. Yeah, because I, I, I was like, man, like this sucks. Like they canceled it, and then they can't kill Madani <laughs> right away. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was like, man, like, but you know, if that was to happen, like, what way to start off the last episode with a bang? Like, hey, you've been fighting Billy this entire time, and you two kill each other. I felt like that. Regardless, like it ended that like them both living was amazing. But if they were to kill each other at that moment, I thought it would have been just as good because it would have like, boom, like, let me sit up now. Yeah, I guess so. That would have been a really weird ending for me for uh, with like the strangling each other to death aside. I don't know. It would have. I don't know. It wouldn't have felt as good to me. It would have been definitely really crazy and I would not have seen it coming. So in that manner, it would have perked me up. But. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't have been fitting for Madani. That would have been kind of sad. No, then, it would have been very sad. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that that wouldn't have worked as much for me. So I'm glad that she's still alive. And it leads to a neat little uh, interaction between Mahoney and Madani, like we were talking before. So we can yeah. see that they're on on each other's side. And I think that's why Mahoney's more into maybe, maybe protecting Castle in this particular instance. I think it's more because of Madani. I think they're finally seeing eye to eye. Yeah, that's possible. Possibly. Um, did you have anything else you want to move on? Um, yeah, not with that scene. We can uh, keep talking other scenes. Yeah. Um, while we're still a little bit close to, to David, did it piss you off when Curtis took David away, like without informing Frank? No, because that's the type of guy Curtis is. Like, if... If Curtis was to sit there and torture him, I'd been disappointed. But Curtis is like Curtis is is always, you know, since season one, he's been like a genuinely good guy, you know. Like I think I've mentioned it before. Curtis is like Frank's, you know, angel and devil on the shoulders. Curtis is the angel. He's his conscience. Yeah, I And agree. so I wasn't surprised. Sorry, it's, I wasn't surprised though. No, 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 you're good. I cut you off. Um no, I was just it's it is very in character. You're right, and it is good to see curtis always kind of having that that battle like you're saying you know between doing what's right but it really screwed frank in this scenario it, i don't know i think i think curtis could have just sat there and been like look dude we're just gonna you know do this swap real quick make sure amy's okay and it's not gonna be a big deal nobody's gonna hurt you anymore because i think they were in a position where things would have been fine i mean pilgrim's not gonna shoot David Schultz. David, no, he's not. And they would have got Amy back, and they probably would have been right back to where they were. But yeah, this puts Frank in a really bad spot because now Amy's captured by Pilgrim, and <clears throat> yeah, it's it's bad. And I'm sure, I know at that point, Amy had called Frank, you know, and so that as far as Curtis was aware, Amy was fine. But yeah, I don't know. I was still upset with Curtis. I was like. It just really set Frank up. It, although it was cool to see Frank really think on his feet and have to come up with some way to still 
get Amy secured. So, and that was really cool to me. No, so something that came up with me was when, uh, you know, Frank pulls up, you know, Curtis is gone with them. Like, like, you know, Curtis has always been Frank's guy, right? How disappointed was Frank with Curtis, you think, at that moment? And then right after that, you know, not even right after that. I mean, like a couple, you know, hours later, your boy Curtis calls and like, hey, Billy's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like right there, you know, Frank's probably pissed with Curtis. And then at the at, as soon as he says Billy's here, Frank's probably like, Curtis, my dog. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he probably redeemed himself there. I don't think Frank's going to trust Curtis to sit with anybody alone anymore. Because every time Frank comes back, Curtis is like, yeah, either run off with the with the hostage or or knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Frank needs to needs to stay with him. When they're together, everything's cool. You know, Curtis yeah. is like covering him with like guns and saving his ass and everything. But yeah, once you throw another person in the mix, uh, yeah, who who knows what's gonna happen? So, but yeah, um, go ahead. So I want to go back to Madani. Uh, you know, earlier you mentioned Mahoney. And her talked after she woke up. I thought it was an important scene. Um, she said she didn't want her badge and gun back from Mahoney, which kind of like she resigned. And I felt like that was an important part for Madani, just because she, it's like she gave up that part of her life. Not like part of like, you know, being a cop or anything, but like the whole like that 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 chapter of her life was closed. She's ready to move on to something else. I just thought that was like. It showed Madani's progression. Oh, yeah. I absolutely forgot about that. That is a really key scene. I thought she was going to try to become some sort of vigilante of her own or something. I did, too. Because I was like, where does she go from here? I mean, we later find out that she ends up joining Joins the CIA. CIA. So I think that's a much better fit for her. I think that'll end up working better. So I'm glad that she was able to switch because, yeah, there's no way that she could keep being a cop after all of that because her mindset had totally flipped i think she was way more on the side of frank so yeah good uh good callback because i totally forgot about that uh what um real quick the next i think the next scene you mind if i hit the next one so the elevator fight scene with frank and the three cops i think was the best fight scene of the series uh not no season excuse me not the series of the season and just because you you have that cameraman in that corner fighting, and it's a, such a con, uh, confined, tight space, and the choreograph was so amazing, and it just shows how like brutal and uh, you know the will of Frank Castle to fight these three cops off in a, like a, such a tight spot, and you know them to only use basically like two thirds of the thing because of the cameraman. I thought. I thought I just liked how that was the choreograph and the cinematography was of that scene. I agree. I I really love that. I love the the shootout with Pilgrim right before that too. That whole scene was really cool with uh, Frank going into the hotel room. Which by the way, he must have been super pissed at Amy when he went into that hotel room and realized that Pilgrim was in the next room over. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The um you know what else though? Like you liked that scene, but I didn't because like Frank is supposed to be so tactical, right? Like, yeah, you made a mistake because Amy gave you bad intel, right? And then uh, Pilgrim's supposed to be like this. He's like, Pilgrim, we've looked at as like a badass this entire season. And then 
they switched rooms and I was like, Jesus. And then they wasted so many bullets. I just thought that was so like unpunisher like, untactical ish. If that makes sense? Yeah, maybe think about it from this perspective, because Frank basically got caught off guard by his own tactic. Because you remember earlier in the season he had like gotten a whole nother hotel room that was adjacent. Yeah. Oh yeah. so and I've been saying that Pilgrim is kind of to me, he seems like a mirror to Frank. So it's almost like Frank versus Frank. So in that regard, that's how I saw it was Frank kind of getting caught up by his own tactic and then they end up shooting it out. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was it was a cool scene. It did seem, yeah, kind of weird the way that they, they switched again later. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. It was still kind of fun, just uh, the whole shootout in general. Unfortunately, Amy got, got kidnapped at the end of that. But yeah, it leads to the the really cool fight scene as well. Who did it better though, elevator fight wise, Iron Fist or Frank Castle? Iron Fist. What do you mean? Do you remember Iron Fist, the elevator fight scene? In Defenders? No, no, in, in Iron Fist season one. No, I don't remember elevator fight scene. Okay, well, I guess that answers that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> mem- too memorable. Yeah, because I, I, I like to all the these Marvel shows. Like they had like good fight scenes, like in season episode uh like two of Daredevil, you had the hallway fight scene, and then episode three you had that one fight scene where the guy commits suicide because he says Wilson Fisk, part of the Kingpin, I forget what he says, and then you know like Daredevil has a lot of fight scenes that are just so great, yeah, and then you know the Punisher has a couple good ones too, and then but with Iron Fist, I don't remember a single like fight scene where I was just like. Man, this is a really good one. The only one from I can remember is season two of Iron Fist where they're training to see who's going to fight the dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that one was a good one. Yeah, the elevator fight scene was one of the better ones from season one because season one didn't have a whole lot of great fight scenes. So it was yeah. it was more stylish. It was it was a good fight scene for everyone that can remember. Um, that would probably be my choice just from like editing and style wise. But this was definitely more gritty. Um, I do and I do enjoy the choreography of this. The elevator fight scenes are always good. Like Captain America Winter Soldier had a really good elevator fight scene. I literally watched that last Did night. Did you? I need to rewatch that again. That's such a good movie. That's probably the best fun elevator fact, fight scene out of the three though. Fun fact that was filmed on the first day of shoot. Was it really? Wow, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Um yeah, so let's get back to this uh episode. Um so I brought up the elevator fight scene. What um what what you what's What's something that you wanted to point out? Um, let's see. Um, so while we're talking about fight scenes, uh, do you want to talk about the fight scene between Pilgrim and Frank? Yeah, we can talk about that. I just, um, uh, I mean, just briefly, because it's not a big moment, but I, yeah. I still just really liked them too. We haven't really seen much of a showdown between them until really, until this episode. And we got a couple. There was the shootout at the hotel and then, um, this fight in the parking lot. I just thought it was really cool. They seem to have a really neat dynamic, like um, and a mutual respect. Yeah, exactly. You know, like when they're both, you know, midway through the fight, they both stand up, and Frank's like, "Do you need a minute?" And he's like, oh, "I was waiting on you." You know, I don't know. It was just cool little little banter that seemed really like, realistic yeah. between the two of them. And I do think it's interesting that Frank kept Pilgrim alive because, as just you know, the show is the Punisher, but then also um, 
Pilgrim has killed all, you know, Amy's friends, you know, the, the kids. He's killed kids. And I don't know, it just seemed like and he's killed countless others. So it was just interesting that Frank left him alive, honestly. Did you uh, find that interesting as well, or did it seem normal? Um, I wasn't surprised because, like you've been saying, he's a lot like Frank. He was essentially forced to do it because uh, the Schultz had his kids. So he is doing this because, you know, he wants to get his family back. And if if you switch the roles, you know, and Frank was Pilgrim, Frank would be doing the exact same thing. Like, Amy wasn't even Frank's kid, and Frank was doing this to get her back because she meant so much to him. So I'm not too surprised because I felt like when Frank was going to kill him, he was standing over him, and he's like, hey, promise me you won't hurt my boys. Just don't kill him or anything. And I felt like Frank kind of saw himself in Pilgrim right there. So that's why he didn't kill him. I, w- I wasn't too surprised by that, him not killing him. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I didn't mind the decision. I actually liked Pilgrim a lot. He was probably... I'm trying to think like how high on the list he is for me, but he was easily one of my favorite characters this season. So I like him a lot, and I'm not upset that he was kept alive. I think that's good. I don't know that he would return for later seasons. Um, he, no, he. I don't think he was. I, I like Pilgrim a lot too. The will on that man, when he was standing in the uh, hotel just pulling shotgun slug, not slugs, but oh, the, yeah, uh, the bullets. Pellets, yeah, the beads or whatever yeah out of his leg and then you know just man that man and then having to fight you know you know hour later or something having a full shootout with frank yeah yeah it just reminded me of like john wick yeah he took i even meant that too yeah definitely he was he was a really cool character and yeah he was pretty crazy it's also interesting i thought he was gonna go through a downhill spiral after like his night of sin and yes it ended up everything got better for him, <laughs> so it was kind of like a weird, uh, like parallel. Yeah, again. exactly. Because I was like, okay, well, he's just going to be worse. But it, yeah, it's like it cleared his head because he eventually started to figure out that, um, that yeah, the Schultzes are against him, and I think maybe it was the death of his wife that I think maybe turned him around more. Not not yeah. like what led him to like go drinking and whoring, but. No, no, I know what you mean. But yeah, I I think um, that was a pretty intense scene when he finally found out. Uh, so something else I want to talk about. Uh, Curtis, um, Bill, Billy called Curtis when he was dying, right? Because he didn't want to die alone. Right. Um, I thought it was interesting that Curtis called Frank and didn't just go up there. Because we've seen Curtis do the right thing time and time and time again. We just mentioned this earlier by freeing David Schultz. And... For him to call Frank and not, you know, being a brother and like, you know, going like help, you know, holding his hand while he died, you know, is this, and this is something I was talking about with my girlfriend earlier. This is something I would like to see in a season three of The Punisher. Does this like turn Curtis to spiral now? Because Curtis has always looked in the positive, always been the good guy, but this one change of event can like cause him to spiral now. Yeah, I don't think that he'll spiral. I think at this point, Curtis is just kind of done. I think Curtis, this whole season, is his mindset has been that none of this would be going on if Frank had just killed Billy in the first place. So I think at this point, you know, he's finally laying in bed. He, he's laying down. I think he's just done. I think he's like, okay, well, I'll send, I'll send Frank. So it's at first, 
I agree. To me, it seemed out of character because Billy's like pleading with him. And it sounded like something that Curtis would jump on and, you know, go spend his last moments with Billy. Because Billy has been a sympathetic character in that he doesn't remember anything that he's done. Billy feels like yeah. the victim here. And it's it's a really interesting, you know, mindset for Billy to be in because he's he's the villain of season one, but maybe not season two as much. Just, um, you know, in yeah, I can mindset. Be, I... So, yeah, it's... I could see. I thought Curtis honestly was going to go to him, but I'm. I did too. I'm glad that he called Frank, and it makes more sense. I think now, after thinking about maybe Curtis, where he would be. So I, I'm not. Oh, so I'm I. Not, oh, go ahead. I got one more, you know, point that I want to bring to you that makes you me think that Curtis is going to spiral. Curtis kind of had like, like he guilt tripped himself when he killed somebody. That's true. Uh. And then I felt like that on top of having to lie to his girlfriend and then, you know, uh, and then this on top of that, I felt like that's what was going to cause him a spiral. So I just, I, I guess I was looking at more like bigger pitch, uh, a few things and not just uh, the whole calling Frank for Curtis. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I still don't think that he'll spiral. This is going to be one of our agree to disagree things again. I can already tell. Absolutely. But, yeah. um, and the reason I say that is I think Curtis is always trying to do the right thing. I think, you know, when he had to shoot that guy and the guy ended up dying, it seemed like all of Frank's team, if you want to call him that, were going through a lot of issues. It seemed like this whole season was a lot of, like, discovery, discovering who, you know, not only who Frank is. Who you are. Yeah, but who everybody is. So I think that was similar with Curtis. I think Curtis... I don't think it'll trouble him too much. I mean, he gave the warning to the guys. The guys kept shooting. He shot the guy in the leg, and the guy bled out. I mean, it's not exactly his fault. I think that's something Curtis could get over. It's not something like when Frank thought he shot three women like who were innocent. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think Curtis will be fine. I'd be interested to see where he would go in a season three because I don't think he would be as inclined to be helping Frank out. Because I think he helped him this season because it was more personal. I think he would. I think he would if because even when like a small scale. Like no, I think he would regardless. I think he. I think he would regardless, just because, you know, they're so close, Frank and Curtis. You know, Curtis. I mean, Frank's done. You know, he looked out for Curtis so many times, and as well as Curtis looked out for Frank. But I think I think they. I still think Curtis would go to bat for Frank anytime, you know, Frank needed it. Yeah, I I would say that's true. Yeah, he would show up. I just don't know how much of a... I don't know how into uh, Frank's punishing Curtis is going to be. Because he seems yeah, to really enjoy, like, that. the interrogations and really shooting at people, so... Plus, I think Frank might think... want to just leave him out of it. I don't know how how helpful he'll be. If um, the way this season ended with Frank killing a bunch of gang members, I think if uh, Curtis sees Frank's kind of cleaning up the streets, and, you know, gang violence has gone down and crime's gone down, I think he'd be more inclined to help. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, I don't know. I think you'll kind of avoid it, but he'll be there. I don't know. I I think he'll he'll be like a very small supporting character. I don't think he'll be like a micro or like no, no, no. I think he'd be the same role he is now. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair. 
just maybe smaller. I think he was helping a lot because of Billy. But um, we probably have we can probably move on to another note. I think yeah. things to talk about. Uh, so um, Curtis, I mean Frank killed Curtis. Or, excuse me, Frank killed okay. Billy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Frank killed Billy. I actually didn't like this just because we've now killed the biggest villain of Punisher's like oh, like his comic. lore. Yeah, yeah, but they're not even doing it like accurately to the comics. That's a that's one thing I'll, I'll probably will talk about a little bit um, maybe later on, just when we're talking how we felt about the season. But yeah, um, yeah, I. I thought that, but there are some bigger villains. Not, not bigger villains. Jigsaw is definitely like Punisher's Joker, and I would agree with yes. that. But I think there are other characters. Like um, Pilgrim was based off of the Mennonite, who I ended up loving Pilgrim's arc probably more than I liked Jigsaw's, honestly, like the way it was done. Where, okay. But, you know, if you ask me who do I like more, the Mennonite or Jigsaw, Hands down, always it's Jigsaw. But in this show, I ended up gravitating more towards Pilgrim. So I think maybe they could have some fun with some other characters. Um, there's like Barracuda, um, Bushwhacker. I mean, there's other characters that could potentially show up. Bullseye would be really cool. But um, yeah, I, I think other villains could show up. But I think I cut you off, so go ahead and uh, finish your point. No, no. I, you, I mean, you kind of you were talking about what I was going to say. I just don't like how they kill. Like, let's watch Batman or Bat. What if Batman had a TV show, right? Uh-huh. And in the second season, we just straight killed the Joker. Like, you, I personally would be like, wow, there's no point of watching it. Like, you know, yeah, he has Bane, Ra's al Ghul, Two Face, and you know, and all these other villains. But like, you want to watch it for Joker? Like, we when you were sitting down for Dark Knight Rises, and we knew. Joker would never pop up in the movie. R.I.P. Heath Ledger. You know, he wouldn't pop up in the movie. You know, it was a little disappointing. Yeah. That, that's that's what I mean. I can see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, it, like your example, it's basically what happened in the Nolan trilogy accidentally. But um, I still ended up... I, I, we won't dive too much in like the Nolan trilogy, but I ended up still liking Bane, probably more than how others do. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think there's definitely room for other characters to shine um an example i would put would be with the uh, spider-man you know in the mcu typically you would yeah. think of spider-man's main villain maybe like venom or, or green goblin never the vulture and the vulture ended up being one of the coolest villains um in this, in this movie vulture, like michael keaton the vulture is actually like the first villain he fights even in the spider-man comics yeah but I was never hyped. Like, I would always picture, like, this, like, old man old in, like, a bird costume. I don't know. It just didn't sound cool at all. I was like, what is what is going on? But they ended up doing a really neat version of it. So I think it's kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. When people don't, you know, really have preconceived notions of these characters, they're not as well known. I think it gives the creators a little bit more liberty to make it into something a little bit more creative and not have to you know, worry about the comics too much. They can kind of do what they want. Like for me, like for Jigsaw, I'm I'm still not all that happy about the way that they did his scars. I know it from like a realism standpoint. Um, I know I've seen interviews where they said, you know, 
based on the damage that Punisher did to him in season one and our modern technology. This is how Billy would look. Like that's fine. I actually, I actually remember saying that. Do you? I think that I think that was me that said that. I don't think you read that. No, I'm saying like I was before we got to the podcast. Oh. I was looking at the showrunners' quotes just to kind of see you know what they said about Jigsaw and why they you know chose to not scar him up as much like he is in the comics. I just yeah. wanted to confirm that and see what their reasoning was, and that's what they said. So yeah, I guess you picked up on exactly what they were going for. But um, yeah, it was they were going for more like the psychological scarring. So I can see their standpoint there. It's a good idea. It's in that it gives a lot of, you know, room for the actors and all of that. But I don't know, man. It's The Punisher. It's based off a comic book. I kind of wanted more of a meet in the middle. I think he could have been scarred up a good bit more and maybe play both angles. Did it bother you as much? Yeah. But I guess my point is that, you know, these characters that we know and love, it's a lot harder for them to not you know, have to do what the comics do is my. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, the whole, I still don't think we should kill him. I think it would have been better if Frank would have put like two bullets in him. And then when like, uh, Mahoney, Curtis and, uh, Madani was standing there, like he would have been gone. I think that would have been like, wow. Like, you know, because, uh, he, he really is like, you know, like he's not invincible, but like, you know, he's, Man, that's like incredible. You know, you put five bullets in the guy, he gets thrown out in a dumpster by a veterinarian or something, and he's still alive. And uh, I think that would have been like, you know, and then just having it would have made, I think it would make more sense for Donnie to take that CIA job overseas just because it's like, okay, why well, don't you keep watching over my shoulder for, for Billy? And I mean, yeah, Curtis would still have to live, you know, watch over his shoulder, but I feel like. It would have left, you know, a, not a cliffhanger, but I would have wanted more. But, like, because the way Punisher ended now, I'm like, okay, like, it's canceled. Like, it had an ending. It had a Punisher ending. Yeah, and I have a good bit to talk about with the ending, um, you know, a little bit more off of this topic. So we'll talk about that later as well. But, um, yeah, I I can't really see a way that they could have kept Billy alive. And it still be, I don't know, like interesting or, or different because they've neglected to go the full jigsaw route with like the scarring. And I don't think that they would go with that more and like the whole Dumont thing. I don't know. It just seemed like, yeah, Dumont, or sorry, uh, Madani wouldn't have had the closure of Billy. She would always be, you know, having nightmares and all that. So maybe some of the CIA is more you know, her being able to relax and really come into her own and not worry about that, knowing that that chapter's closed. So, I don't know. I, th I think it had to end, especially since we've had two seasons, like two full seasons. I didn't expect Billy to make it past halfway through season two. Yeah, you, I remember so you saying that. we got him all the way up until the end. So, I was, I was happy with that. It was just the way that they took him. He was... I was expecting when they made Jigsaw for him to be, you know... He was pretty ruthless in season one. I was expecting him to like double that in season two, knowing that we were getting Jigsaw. You know, did you feel that way? Like you were like that they didn't make him ruthless enough. Yeah, exactly. Because they ended up going and making him sympathetic. Like he couldn't remember what he did. And you know, from an irony perspective, 
I think that's really cool, but also I just don't see their I I kept expecting Billy to like become Jigsaw and just become like worse and worse and worse and just really gun after Frank. But it seemed the opposite. It seemed like Frank was constantly gunning after Billy more than anything. Yeah, I think I mean I I understand why because if they wouldn't have had that whole memory loss thing, I feel he would have been more like, I'm going to kill Frank, I'm going to kill Frank, I'm going to kill Madani, you know, he'd become more ruthless. But since he lost his memory, you know, it set him back like years. He thought they were still in the barracks. He didn't understand why he was in a hospital now. So I I understand why it set him back and he wasn't as savage as he was because he had to develop into that savagery. You know, he wasn't he wasn't like that when he was in the Marines. So I think if they wouldn't, I, I think it would have been completely different too if they didn't put the whole uh, memory loss thing in there. I think that would have been cool. You know, seeing him like you know remember everything and just want to kill everybody. Yeah, I I'm not dissing the memory loss thing. I think that was a cool idea, cool inclusion. Um, just because it does make him a little bit more, I don't know, it gives him a little bit more depth. But I think they could have kept that going and also made him more ruthless. Well, what if after like the fifth episode, he got his memory back? You know, they could have had it like, you know, a a little bit and then, you know, or maybe like midway point, like six or seven, you know, and then he gets his memory back and then he's like full savage. Well, they almost did it because I remember one of my favorite scenes, I think I pointed out in the podcast, was that moment where Frank was like, let me be who I'm going to be you know, basically alluding to the Punisher. And then we get that, you know, like the rock music going and it's Billy and his Valhalla gang, you know, just shooting up other crime leaders. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like having sex with Dumont and everything. And I was like, okay, like he's, he's revving up. Like he's becoming, you know, this powerhouse again, but it it didn't really go that way. He just kind of plateaued, I guess, for me. Like beyond yeah. that shootout where he traps Frank, it just kind of fell off. I guess we never got like a big shootout with Billy. Billy had that with Madani instead, and yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't feel like they really went anywhere with Billy, and it just kind of petered off. I guess there was more in- intensity with Pilgrim, and I think maybe that's why I liked him more. How do you feel? Um, I see what you're saying. I think. Uh, Billy became less intense of a character because of Dr. Dumont. She kind of really mellowed him out because he generally fell in love with her. Right. So he was willing to, uh, you know, do things that he didn't want to do. Like originally he wanted to kill Frank, but she said, you know, we need to go on the run. You know, you got your revenge. Let's move on now. And he was cool with that. So I think, I hate this word, but Dumont humanized him. Yeah, and... I I like the inclusion of Dumont, and I think you're right. She was a lot of what caused him to be the the way that he was, and I I don't know. It's I have trouble pinpointing because a lot of this I'm kind of realizing and coming to terms with as we're talking about it, and because I was like, what wasn't clicking for me with Billy? Because it wasn't just the lack of the facial scars. Because that, did you see Punisher Warzone? Yeah, so yes. you remember Jigsaw from that. And he was like, yeah, is that what you're picturing? I wasn't picturing to that degree. So I kind of want something in the middle. Okay. Um, 
both like just as like a character overall something in between those because the punisher warzone jigsaw was very are you talking about just are you talking about just physical or also like because jigsaw and punisher warzone was almost like very cartoonish and very over the top like like brooklyn gangster like i don't know and yeah yeah yeah. i know what you mean very over the top the movie in general was over the top but i didn't mind that jigsaw at the time and seeing this one i like this approach more i just kind of wish it was more in the middle i think i think for me it was just the lack of a ruthless jigsaw because jigsaw was kind of figuring himself out too i feel like maybe if he would have learned what happened to him like because of frank and he just kind of ran with it he created valhalla and yeah that whole moment where he's becoming a whole nother crime lord if they maybe would have kept that going of course i know that leads to weird places with dumont i don't know how that would work but honestly i kept expecting billy to maybe not kill kill her but just leave you know i don't know i i think if we got another season that's when we really see billy like go full jigsaw and especially with Dumont getting sent to the hospital. I, you know, he doesn't even know if she lived or di- died. So I think that would have really made him go full jigsaw, you know, full savage. I don't think so. Just because I, I don't really have any faith in these shows going full on. I mean, I thought we were getting full on jigsaw at the end of season one when we saw that he was going to be jigsaw. And the reason that I'm just kind yeah. of beaten down like by just the Netflix shows in general, because that just seems to be the the season cliffhanger. And I feel like every time I'm saying like, okay, we're going to get the real Iron Fist now, or okay, we're going to get the real Jigsaw, real Punisher. Like every season seems to end that way. And the Punisher is no different because at the end of Daredevil season two, I thought the Punisher had decided that he was the Punisher. And then we see season one, like first five minutes, we get the Punisher and then he burns the damn jacket and vests and everything. And then we kind of get, you know, Frank kind of up and down. So I was like, okay, well, season two, he's going to be, you know, more authentic Punisher. And then we still don't get that until like the very last five minutes. And then it's like, okay, well, now he's a Punisher. But I don't know, the show's called The Punisher. And then the first two seasons, he's technically hasn't taken up the Punisher mantle. I have no faith that season three would have started with him being the Punisher. He probably just burned the vest again. So I don't know. Iron Fist wow. the same I, damn thing. And all these seasons that are getting canceled so, are ending the same way. So I, I, I think I sit here opposite then because I think he would have taken the mantle of the Punisher because if they wanted to like give us another like another loop or another, you know, mess us up kind of thing like they did like with Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I think he would have taken the job with Madani when she's like, hey, I have a job with the CIA for you if you want to take that. Which I just want to point out means she trusts Frank if she's offering the dude a job. Um, But besides that, I think uh, and he's like, no, Madani, I got a job. And he just like unloads on a bunch of gangsters. So I think now he looks at it as more of a job now like this is what his calling is you know he needs to adopt this and go full punisher so i i think i sit completely opposite with you um i know you're disappointed with how the ending is i was really disappointed with it i think it i was disappointed with how 
season one ended because like you said we're you know in daredevil season two you know he went punisher he burned his vest but then season one uh punisher ends and he's like you know i feel like for the first time i don't have a war right and it's like wow that's unpunisher like and then season two starts and he's like traveling he's in michigan or ohio or something i don't remember i think and then michigan huh yeah and then the way this ends it's like this is the punisher like we finally see you know he's donning i mean i'm cool with him not having to wear the the black leather duster that's fine he didn't have to wear that but he's wearing his vest that that's what i want to see um but you know with all that being said one thing i am very disappointed with is the lack of tactical skills i've seen the punisher use um you know, I feel like the Punisher with being a military marine background, he has to be tactical. He has to have it like he always needs to go with some kind of tactical advantage. And there was very few times I think he had any kind of tactical advantage. He used the two bedrooms at the hotel that we discussed. And then other than that, I feel like he just runs everywhere like head on. And there's no really no advantage to what he ever does. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Um on the on the tactical part of it because we're the opposite on everything yeah. before that but um and i'll probably get off on a tangent again so i apologize but um but yeah just on the like the tactical aspect i agree it felt very lacking i think a lot of my issue stems from this show is called the punisher and I <laughs> I know where you're going. Like I'm watching The Punisher most of the time. I mean, that scene that you're talking about, like the cool like hotel scene, um, you know, where he the two rooms yeah. and he's like wall bouncing. Um, that was episode two, I think. You know, it's <laughs> two or three. Yeah, like, yeah, it's up there though. Out of thirteen, so it just feels like when when there are fight scenes and shootouts, they're really good. I just want to point that out. Like, there are some really good <clears throat> fights and moments, but it does feel kind of diluted compared to what you would expect. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, it. I felt like it was a lot more slower paced, which, you know, is a common thing that's criticized for the Netflix shows, and sometimes I agree, sometimes I disagree. I don't mind the slower pace as long as it typically builds up to something. And it... Yeah didn't always feel that way to me um i don't know it just didn't it just didn't wasn't as impactful did you feel like that too like maybe the pilgrim fight just was cool but it felt kind of climactic oh. and it was very anti-climatic uh climactic whatever um you know what i you know what like remember watching black panther and you're like oh man this movie's really good and you get to the final fight scene and it was just like wow that that was it that's it like that's what I felt like with Pilgrim and uh, and John and Frank, so I I was kind of disappointed with that scene. I feel like they were like, yeah, you know, this is a great scene because you know it's hand to hand combat and you know, but it was it wasn't all that. I I was disappointed with that scene as well, and you know to kind of play what you said, like yeah, you know it is we're not, we're we're watching the Punisher, but it's like season one and two is the prequel to the Punisher. Like, this is like, like, uh, you know, when you're watching, we watch the Dark Knight trilogy, the Dark Knight is Batman, and then Batman Begins is the beginning, obviously. Like, season one and two is the beginning of The Punisher. It's The Punisher Begins. And then, if there was a season three, that would have yeah, been The Punisher. 
the Punisher Rises or something okay like that. that. Though? I mean, seasons go by, and you, now we're getting the Punisher. I understand what you're saying, but like that's how TV is. Because look at Daredevil. We didn't get Daredevil until season one. Season two, we got Daredevil, but then season three, he's not Daredevil anymore. He's like a broken shell of himself throughout the entire season. And so, were you okay with Daredevil series? Um, not really. So here's my thing. So <clears throat> you say that that's TV, and what my argument is is, and this is why I'm more optimistic for later seasons. Netflix, I think, is the issue here. That seems to be their like go-to formula. Is every season ends with the cliffhanger of getting what you wanted the whole season. Um, Iron Fist was very much that way. And they use it in like the promotional stuff too, which is so annoying seeing like Iron Fist mask that you get like for two minutes in season two that you've been wanting for the whole whole series and you know, Punisher with his vest on and with like a like a big ass light like machine gun that never showed up in the season or, you know, Daredevil in his costume that's at the end of season one. I think it's a Netflix issue, honestly. And it's just it's kind of frustrating. It feels like Every show, every season needs to be needs to be Batman Begins, is what it feels like. It, it needs to be a Nolan verse for Netflix. So, and you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe seems to really lean into the comic bookiness of everything. I mean, look at Cap's outfits. You know, it's you know Iron Man and Spider. I don't know. Everybody is just what you want from the from the comics, and they you know it's not verbatim the comics they you know take a lot of creative liberties and i just wish netflix would do that i wish they would be willing to lean into the comic bookiness so what my hope is is that you know i'm optimistic that these shows will get picked up for you know uh by hulu specifically and honestly so real quick before you continue why why hulu what What's Hulu going to do that's going to be different from Well, Netflix? Hulu and Disney, I think, are more compatible, is what I'm hoping. I mean, this is optimistic because we could get a whole nother Netflix out of it um, because presumably it'd still be, you know, Jeff Loeb over it and everything. I'm just hoping that maybe this is a kind of a Netflix issue. But um, if it goes to Hulu, I'm hoping there will be some some changes and in that formula will be broken up and maybe there'll be a little bit more disney oversight um like they do see yeah now the thing with that is i feel like they're gonna especially like the punisher and daredevil where it's it's essentially rated r i feel like it's going to be cut back to more like less blood less like daredevil brutality of just beating somebody because you know i had a bad day and it's going to be toned down and uh I mean, it could not be. It might not be because Hulu, I know, has some R-rated stuff on there. And but with Disney, you know, Marvel representing Disney, I feel like it's you know it's bound to happen. So what do you think? So yeah, um, I think you bring up a good point because I think there's a lot of misconceptions with everything going on with uh with like Disney taking over some of these Marvel properties, and um, they've come out and, and addressed some of these things. So. If these shows, and let's just you know throw in like Deadpool and other R-rated or mature content, 
um, yes. it would not go to Disney Plus because I believe Disney Plus is going to, you know, try to maintain the Disney brand of maybe not going beyond like like a PG thirteen or like it won't be anything like too mature. But as you pointed out, Disney has a majority stake in Hulu, which means that um, basically it's it's almost like a second Disney Plus, but they're going to use Hulu for their mature content. In fact, they've already, um, you know, officially stated that they're going to have, you know, some very mature animated TV shows, you know, kind of like the defenders, but it's going to be called like the offenders. It's going to be like Howard, the duck and Modoc and all these different things. So um, if there are any questions on whether or not Hulu and Disney were willing to bring over some mature Marvel content, um, that should nip that in the bud right there. So, and I, I believe they've stated, or it's, if the Netflix shows were to transfer over, they would definitely go to Hulu. So we would still get mature content. We wouldn't lose anything. We wouldn't get any kind of diluted Punisher or Daredevil. So I think we're good there. The question is also, you know, would things change with Netflix and, you know, the formula that I'm talking about where, you know, it's, it seems like they're kind of missing the mark. At least that's how I yeah, so that's I'm optimistic with that. If um, if things do inevitably end up going to Hulu, that they'll switch some gears and say, OK, well, we're at a good starting point with, you know, Iron Fist and Punisher and, you know, all these characters that are now set up to be exactly what they should have been in the first season. So I'm I'm hoping that'll that'll be the case is they'll really pick this up and run with it because Hulu is in a great spot to really you know, kill it with some of these seasons, you know, just um, even with some of the smaller ones, like something with Iron Fist that was struggling on Netflix, they could really hit really hard with a season three right out the gate, um, you know, show us Khan Lan, give us the costume, um, just all these things that I think would improve them that we keep hearing are going to happen, but haven't been happening in Netflix. So maybe they'll get a bigger budget. I don't know. It just seems like Disney's not pulling any punches, especially when we hear that their Disney Plus shows are going to have like a movie budget. So um, that's how I feel about it. That's why I'm pretty optimistic and I've been ranting a little bit. So I'll go ahead and let you get some words in, Tyler. No, I uh, you're, you're right. But I mean, I don't, I don't want to just come out and say that uh, everything's going to be crystal clear with Hulu. Like, Hulu is the answer to it all because we don't know that. Like Hulu, what if Hulu drops the ball and makes it like, you know, drops it even worse? And, you know, uh, they make – we thought Iron Fist was by far the worst series that Marvel produced on Netflix. But what if like they turn – like if, what if they turn that around and, and you know, it is what we thought it was going to be. It's everything we hoped for. But then Daredevil drops the ball and Daredevil ends up being like season one of – Iron Fist, and yeah, it just sucks. I mean, that's one of the things I guess we just have to hope doesn't happen. That's, I mean, the, the ball is in their court to really, you know, pick it up and run. Because that is the, I, I think that's my main point is, you're absolutely right. Hulu could totally drop the ball. We could get the worst season of Daredevil, you know, after that. And I mean, who knows? But I think that they're set up in a really good way because we do have the Punisher leather jacket and vest and all ready to go you know we have bullseye you know potentially with some adamantium bones you know we have uh, iron fist all, all these things are just set up just primed 
and ready. All the struggling that Netflix had to do in like establishing these characters is done. So, and I know there's different legalities and, you know, does Netflix get to keep the first, you know, all the seasons that they made, you know, all of that kind of stuff that we don't really know um, is still floating in the air. So potentially it, it might not happen. I know there's a lot of people saying like, oh, it'll never happen. My stance is always, you know, like there's, there's two years, you know, in the contract that they can't use these like Netflix characters and actors and everything. I, everybody says like things like, oh, Spider-Man will never come to the MCU. Um, Disney will never straight up like get Fox and get like all the Fantastic Four and X-Men characters. Like we hear this time and time again. So when I keep hearing like, oh, Fox, or sorry, Disney will, yeah, they won't take, you know, Daredevil won't get a season four. I don't know. It's just kind of in one ear and out the other. Um, Things just keep getting optimistic. I'm pretty positive that there's a good chance it'll happen. Um, I guess it it remains to be seen because we're basically just sitting for two years kind of seeing how it plays out. But it sounds like Hulu's open to it. They've, you know, vaguely stated that they're open to like all Marvel projects and all that. But I don't know. I, I think there could be some moves made. So. So everyone out there, well, there is only hope. Open. I'm optimistic about it. Yeah, there's we're not gonna we're not gonna shoot it down. There's only they're only optimistic because like look how great Marvel's doing. Like of course you know everybody wants a piece of Marvel. CBS, NBC, uh, Hulu, Netflix. You know, dropped the ball. Amazon Prime would probably take a stake if they could. I'm sure CNN could get a TV show of Marvel. They would try, but so. Everybody, because Marvel, like it's it right now. You know they're they're dominating. They've been dominating the box office for the last ten years straight. So I think that's why you know everybody wants a piece of it. But I uh, I'm glad you're optimistic about it because I'm not. I because two years is a long time. Like so much can happen within two years, and uh, like Charlie Cox is so passionate about Daredevil right now. But in two years, maybe he's not passionate about Daredevil anymore. Maybe, uh, maybe he wants to go do indie films now. He, you know, maybe he wants to go join a soap opera. You know, a lot of people's views change in two years. So i I don't want I don't want to be like so, uh, you know, set that like you know Charlie Cox is gonna be back in two years to be Daredevil. You know, when he might not be. You know, Frank uh, John Bernthal can find like what if he's like the new uh uh maybe he makes a Sam Fisher movie as Sam Fisher's Splinter Cell, you know, he loves that. And he doesn't want to do Punisher anymore because, you know, Sam Fisher's it now. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things that can happen in two years and I'd hate to get my hopes up for them just to be like, you know, in two years, like it's not gonna happen yeah, anymore. I I can see what you're saying. Those are all really good points. And I think they're very realistic points. Um it's kind of one of those things that just remains to be to be seen. Um, I mean, maybe not everybody can come back. I I don't know. I don't know how exactly it would it would play out. I mean, that's that's just kind of unknown. But I could see that still, you know, not being a factor. We see casts come together after years for for plenty of TV shows. Um, to me, two years isn't a long time. I know you're saying that's enough time for you know actors need to be working. So. Yeah, Charlie Cox may take up something. John Berthall is definitely, you know, a huge like up and coming actor. So he he's coming up. He has a new yeah. TV show already. 
um, they're like doing a prequel to The Sopranos, and mm-hmm. he's in that. Like that, you know how? What if that's a hit? You know, he can't. Like, how hard is it to do two TV shows at once? He's not going to want to do. Plus the physical beating yeah. of the Punisher, you know, and then having to go back to the Sopranos TV show, which I don't know how that is. Well, I mean, or anything about that? They pay him more <laughs> that he might come back. I, I mean, it maybe some things will just be kind of put on the back burner. I mean, we may get some shows that come back before other ones, depending on schedules like that. I mean, it it really all kind of depends on what happens in those two years. But I mean, how long did it take? Like we had to go a whole year without daredevil at one point it took it like two years for it to come out so i don't know i'm two years honestly to me seems kind of short in that contract i would have expected something more like five or more just to kind of you know keep disney from moving in on those yeah exactly using it so yeah yeah, two years to me doesn't doesn't seem that bad because i mean we've lived with gaps close to that i mean not exactly but we've lived with gaps like that for daredevil and you know um different shows i'm trying to count who else did that but i know defenders when that came out it pushed everything back quite a bit so i don't know it's not i think they could make it make it happen i mean it, it all depends I mean, MCU's been juggling actors like this. Apparently, it's like very open to where you know people can come and go as they please, if they please. So, I don't know. I I see what you're saying. I just would imagine there's a lot more behind the scenes that we don't know, and it just kind of remains to be seen. So, I'm still optimistic on it, and I don't know. It seems good. The Daredevil petition is going pretty damn strong. Um, not that petitions really do anything, but it shows that there's a lot of, yeah, exactly. People there's care. a lot of people that still haven't let it go. And some people are still very adamant that they want these shows back. Um, I have seen that. I don't think Punisher is part of the two year contract. It, cause it was a spinoff. So I don't know if there's a contract. on really? that. I don't know if there's a separate one that hasn't been revealed. I don't think so. Punisher could be something that's a little bit more t- attainable. So that's interesting. I didn't know that. I uh, are pay attention to that. That'd be actually really interesting to see, like, you know, if it's not part of like the Jessica Iron Fist, Luke, uh, and Daredevil. I guess because they were originally making those right, for yeah, the Defenders, the and Punisher was such a great hit from Daredevil two that they kind yeah, of exactly. did a spin off. So yeah. it, so it might not be just because of how it was. That'd be interesting to see if they're willing to pick it up right away. Who's willing to pick it right up? Because you do know, like after a show's canceled, like other networks right. can bid on the show to see if they want to pick it up. Like, that'd be interesting to find out if who or, you know, anybody yeah, else is it bidding be on interesting. it. I mean, I don't know that, you know, it's, it's free from any contract. I don't know the specifics behind it. It may have its own separate one. And I don't think that that's been revealed, but yeah, as far as we know so far, um, Punisher is not part of that original defenders contract so so that is pretty interesting i'd be interested to see where that all goes um yeah especially with john bernthal being a hot commodity i would love for them to really uh keep him attached well here's a question for you real quick then would you be willing to give up daredevil luke cage iron fist if you could guarantee more seasons of Punisher and just Punisher? Um, I guess I would have to know more variables on that. I don't think that's what would happen. I think we could still get all of them. But um, 
Well, no, because I mean, like you said, Punisher might not be in that uh, under contract with that, like the way mm -hmm. the other four are, right? But right away, you could get Punisher if you know it's not under the same type of contract. But you'd be willing, like you'd be cool not having you know Punisher. I mean, excuse me, the other four, but automatically getting Punisher right I would away. Be okay with like with that, you know, because you know, I would still. You, Honestly, I'll take what I can get because right now I'm looking at zero of these characters. So one is is progress, but I would still be optimistic that the other ones may come back a little bit later down the road. Is that what you were asking? Is that not really? Uh, no, I, I you didn't answer the first one. We'll oh, try okay. to change it. So yeah, it was one of those hypotheticals. Oh, okay. My bad. I'm still... So have I still not answered it properly? Yeah. No, no, okay, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> let's just right, move past enough. Um, Let's see. So we've talked quite a bit. Let me see where exactly we are. So I think we probably covered um, how we feel about Hulu and maybe a potential season three. I think we've covered that pretty in-depth. Um, yeah. Let's see. We could maybe talk about the show overall i guess how we feel about it um i think that might be a good place do you want to talk are there any other characters you wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about um no no i, I didn't um overall the show this season like i said i didn't like them killing uh billy i really hated that point part uh you know with that i give it like an eight because you know uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, Frank wasn't like, I haven't seen him being tactical quite yet. Uh, and I feel like that's part of how he is. Like, that's just, that's supposed to be the Punisher. It's like supposed to be tactically, you know, more advanced than anybody. He's supposed to, he's like Batman. He comes in everywhere knowing a plan. Like he has A, B, and C escape strategy. You know, he has the primary objective, secondary, and, you know, and whatever. And we haven't quite seen that yet, or at least that side of Frank, that uh, quite yet. Uh, and we discussed earlier how this has kind of been a prequel to the Punisher, because we haven't quite got the Punisher yet. So, but you know, there's there's scenes that I do like. I love John Berthold's the Punisher. Uh, I like Madani; she's grown on me. Uh, so I think there's just it's. I I give it a solid I think eight. That's a I think that's a fair rating. So I've, I've been, I think we've been somewhat talking similar points here. I think there's a lot of Punisher character elements that we feel are lacking and aren't there. And I think some of it is frustrating because these are really good episodes and like in seasons. So to see them, you know, not really getting into what, what I'm really there for is kind of um, disappointing. So, so what I'll say is, yeah, so to push back my, you know, somewhat subjective comic book expectations and to really look at the show, I think eight is strong because as a show itself, it's, it's solid. It's good. It's, um, I would recommend it. I think it's a good watch. I think it's written very well. Um, character development is good. I think a lot of the strengths are often things that I wish were a little bit different for the Punisher. 
And what I mean by that is it seems like the showrunner and like all the creatives on it are really digging deep into the psychology of all of these characters. And we're, you know, talking a lot about maybe, I don't know if politics is the word, but maybe, you know, is it right? Is the Punisher right going around killing all these people? How do we get behind him? You know, all these like gun law things and everything that's that's going around. You know, these are questions that they're trying to answer as well. Um, instead of just having the Punisher running around shooting everyone, and I can I can get that, and I think there's a lot of strength in all these uh, in-depth psychological analysis that they give to these characters. However, I feel like they're doing a little bit too much with it because for the show that is the Punisher, I often feel like we're missing a good bit of the action. And the action's good when it's there, but I feel like I wish that there was more of it. I wish it did pick up the pace. I wish there wasn't such a constant back and forth on whether on who Frank is going to be, because um, I feel like we've revisited that a couple times now. So, I don't know. Overall, I really enjoyed the season. If you're a Punisher fan, I would still recommend watching it. You know, of course, I'm. everybody's listening to this has already watched the season, but if I was talking to somebody yeah, else, yeah, I would... I would still suggest or recommend it to to others, and I think they're solid. And I still hope that these uh, the show does come back for a third season because I would love to see where it goes. And I hope that they really do put Frank in the vest, and uh, we see the Punisher for what we for what we've come to love from the comics. And yeah, I don't know. I would say it's a good season. I think eight is a good a good rating. It's just, it's so many different things. It's it's hard to really pinpoint on the good and the bad because I think, yeah, I think what we expect from the Punisher is a little bit different than what this show gave us, but it's still good. Uh, it's, does that make sense at all? Or how do you, do you agree at all, Tyler? Yeah, no, you 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 threw me off a little bit when you talked started bringing well, gun laws yeah, into I mean, it, not going to lie. But you know, what I'm trying to get at with <laughs> but... that is that there's like, <laughs> bigger questions that the show has to has to answer because there's a lot of stuff going on in like our real world you know yeah but i think at the end of the day like shows like this and other shows are meant to like pull people away from their day-to-day nine to five their their lives you know it's supposed to give them some kind of form of relaxation you know like right at when when my girlfriend's watching the show she lives through Punisher. She she has her fingers like uh, like a gun, and she's shooting as she as if she's the Punisher. So it's it's a way of you know being somebody else. It's another form uh, art form, I guess, and uh, it's uh, you know it gives it gives you a relief and a sense of not having to be your yourself. And I think that's what shows like this and other shows uh, do for people. So I, I think I, I don't really like the whole like, uh, you know, I do know, you know, as a society, we're struggling right now. But I don't think this I think this is uh, this has to pull you away from, you know, Dude, I think you're a thousand percent correct. And I think you bring up a good point because I was thinking about that as well. And yeah, they do bring up a lot of these, you know, real world points. Hey, sorry to cut you off real quick, Jesse. But as I snitched her out about. Uh, living through the Punisher, she pulled her her finger guns out and okay, shot me. Well, now you're dead, so you have no choice but to listen to me. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's um, 
yeah, there's all these real world concepts that, that are coming up that I think the show feels like it needs to answer. And I think when they bring them up and they answer them, they do it well. They do a good job of it. I think you're right. They shouldn't have to. I'm not thinking about these things when I'm watching The Punisher. If they gave me more of a show, you know, where The Punisher is mostly shooting up places and, you know, he's the hero, he's taking out all these bad guy gangs and everything, that's cool with me. That's what I'm here for, you know. I'm I'm here to see The Punisher. You know, we don't have these kind of conflicts when we watch something like John Wick where the whole movie is him shooting people. It's okay with it. Like, it's just a fun ride. So, I don't know. It's It doesn't bother me. I wish they didn't have to spend so much time, you know, diving into these things. Maybe they don't. Maybe that would be good to just kind of, you know, maybe take the foot off the accelerator a little bit on that. And just, yeah, really lean into lean into the comic bookness of it. That I think that's my biggest thing is I really wish that they would lean more into the maybe what they would deem the goofy lore, because I think that can be pretty fun. So, yeah, I, I think you're right there. I, yeah. I hope that that isn't a reoccurring thing. But they do it well when they do go for it. Like, I know I saw um, a few people criticizing the end scene of episode 13 because he's, like, shooting up this gang and we don't know anything about them and they seem like they're, like, kids almost. Not, like, little kids, but, like, you know, young adult, teenager, and whatever. So yeah, I know what you mean. That didn't bother me. I mean, there was the three month time gap, so we can just assume they're up to no good. They're not good people, and the age didn't bother me. They're getting up to that shit. That's realistic. What the Punisher punish, man? So I don't know. That's how I feel about it. And I think that's yeah. is that kind of what you were getting at too. Yeah, yeah, and in the Punisher's defense, before he kills anybody, he always does his research. He doesn't just kind of run into exactly. a place and shoot people because, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. So, yeah, so. I'm cool with it. Um, I, Yeah, I still end up really liking the season for all the, maybe some of the harsher things that I was saying on it, but I want it to be better Um, in, in I guess, a, a comic book way, if that doesn't sound too bad. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's... Much more I have to add on it. Do you have anything else, Tyler? No, no. I think we've hit okay. the nail on the coffin. Um, but let me leave you. A, so there's this YouTuber I follow. His name is Casey Neistat, okay. right? And he's he's a uh, he's a big time YouTuber, like 10 million subscribers. And he uh, he when he films, he always says, you know, good is good. You can't like strive for perfection. And like with that being said, you just have to like. Once you have that, like, once you have it good, you can't, like, worry about trying to get it perfect because you already have that shot that's really good. You can't make it. Nothing in life is perfect. If we strive for perfection, we're all going to die before we hit it. So I know you, you want it to be better, but nothing's going to be perfect. Like, we have to, like, accept what we have. We, yeah, kind of. I mean, there, there's always room to improve. I don't – I know it's not going to be perfect all the time, but I think a big part of, like, what we're doing is trying to criticize – you know, areas that could use improvement and what we want to see in the next season. I think every season tries to build on itself and become better. So that's what I'm pointing out to. I think they can easily take all the strength they yeah. have in this season. Cause like, as I said, it's, it's good. We both think eight is a solid score for it out of 10. Um, that's totally subjective. It's not like we have any kind of metrics that we're basing it on, but it's still a good show. 
and yeah, I just want it to be a show that I that I love. I want it. I want to feel more like Daredevil, I guess, in that I can revisit Daredevil. I feel like it explores the character well in like both the comics. I don't know. It, it makes me want to. It feels like those worlds kind of are cohesive. If that makes sense, it's it really embraces the the lore that it was founded on. So that's that's what I want from the yeah. Punisher. I just want it to feel more like the Punisher, and I know that's a really um, vague description, but I've heard other people kind of feel that way, and that's kind of my my big takeaway. So yeah, I do think it could still improve, though. Yeah. No. Okay. I understand. Um, uh, I think we anything can go else? Ahead and, and wrap it up because I'm starting to add a words to you. So All right. I think we're good. Um, so before we take off, so next week will be kind of a, a lull week. We won't be covering uh, Punisher necessarily and Captain Marvel won't be out yet. So we'll be talking about, uh, something else. Um, I think we might be talking about the, um, the movies that are going to be coming out for the rest of 2019. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The comic, yeah, the book comic movies. Book movies. So I think that might be fun and set us up for the for the new year, even though we're in February. It's still early. We still got a lot of comic book movies to discuss. So I think we'll do that um, right before we start talking Captain Marvel. So I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, we will see you next week, everybody, on Saturday. Peace out.